I'm living on shady faith Kinda likes to restrict your breath Never been a better time in this Suffocating out into a bliss in a city This wasn't so much shady You see me rise above and take its place The heart wants to live dies Trained to blood Yeah, but they don't know. Oh, they don't need to know. The mystery, the <laughs> mythos, the man, Ryan. the legend. <laughs> okay. The guy that owned every CD in the world that was the biggest music fan Everything I've ever, ever met. Talked about. The guy okay. I've seen cry at shows multiple times. We went to go see fucking what we thought was going to be like the Rollins band <laughs> and it turned out to be Henry Rollins doing oh, spoken word oh, and man. Ryan oh. cried. <laughs> Ryan cried. He was like, there's a lot of chairs here. That's weird. These things are throwing the fuck to the side as soon as this. Why is there just a mic up on stage? Where's the band? Oh, no. Didn't understand spoken word. Tears, my friends. Do you understand spoken word? (laughs) I didn't understand at that point. Ryan was just like, hey, let's go to this show. I'm like, Ryan, obviously you know all the good shit. Let's go. It's Rollins. 
But man that's cried, a man that would sit in his room for hours on end reading book booklets. So on that note, Justin, though, back me up. Justin, crazy just music saying fan. how crazy you guys had fan. a copy of both of this. Ryan CDK was staying with it because you guys couldn't share. This this is. Should you, do you want to say the? Yeah. <laughs> this is the distillers drain the blood, and that was drain the blood. This is Coral Fang. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so is it is it Drain the Blood or is it Coral Fang? Do they switch it's Coral back Fang. The first song is Drain the Blood, though. But that's what they're known for is from this album. Oh, it's I just Drain thought like blood. maybe it had like a, a, a surname or some shit like that, where it was just like no. Coral Fang's Drain the Blood, you know, or it's like no. the long I mean, I title. That's correct, though. I guess everybody Coral knows Fang's this song because Drain when this album came out, the the video, the distillers, the, the video of it, the song, the distillers. Yeah, What'd you the just hottest say? woman ever. Fucking Brody. Mm-hmm. Brody Dell, who started this band back in 1988. Yeah. Uh, Australian-born vocalist. No. Yep. Uh, yeah, hotter than all hell. We, I, I don't know how I got this album. I don't know where this popped up, but it popped up in our Fuse. group. It, Fuse. Fuse music video channel, man. Wow, Dude. they played that fucking video. For Drain the Blood on repeat. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's talk about that fucking video for a second, because that's amazing. That's, it, that's, that's how, a good one. That's how fucking I... Fucking red lipstick, black hair, tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, she rock. really brought that shit back. Like, uh, like the, okay, so this album... Like 16, 17? It was rock hard, dude. <laughs> Every... Oh my. This album came out in two, minute of my 2003, life at and at that time, like this, to me, that was like a big resurgence of that look. From, just from her. Like, I remember being 13 years old and looking at her and being like, yeah, that, that's that's exactly yeah, that's exactly what I'm like, going for. Where the fuck was that? Oh, yeah, it was like 20 years ago. Like, nobody, she dressed like very uh, Joan Jett, like very like Yeah, it black, went from like Joan jacket, Jett to Courtney pins, Love to Courtney patches. Love to... A lot of people, by the way, and I hate this comment every time I talk about the distillers, people are constantly like, oh, yeah, she sounds like Courtney Love. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like, they do have a very similar vocal style. It's... It's the deep. I don't know why she is that a comes problem? back. I cannot. It's not a problem. Episode. No, it's why? not a problem. We it's need just more like, women singing like that. Why is Courtney, Courtney Love in every, every goddamn episode. episode? She's haunting me. Yeah. By the way, I've countlessly tried to perfect singing that song for karaoke. Drain um, the Blood is like I, one of the main songs I fucking sing. For how karaoke. hard is that to find at a karaoke venue? <laughs> you, well, okay. There's there's a lot of it depends on what area and like if you do the if you do, well it does it depends on where you fucking are yeah you're not walking in a Texas it's on the uh, <laughs> it's on the uh, punk rock karaoke <laughs> now Justin's the asshole wow you got two fuck but yeah it's on it's today y'all it's on punk rock karaoke but seriously amateurs. her her whole fucking thing like the 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 super super badass punk chick like okay so album before really quick that. Video for um, she has the giant fucking mohawk. City of Angels, Jesus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Just she is all about like kind of keeping up with that. Like she is, and that's on Sing the, Sing. No, wait, yes, it's on Sing Sing, Sing Sing Death House. I'll tell you what, I didn't like any of the other albums. This is about what it for me. you didn't like Sing Sing Death House. I, I tried to go back. I was like, dude. It, this is badass than others. Yeah. And then I was like, it's yeah. less. No, it she's, she's more, she's heavier. Yeah, and she's, one album. she's, her voice is heavier in this album. It gets really, I like her, her as Brody Dell. There's an album that I, I fell in love with recently. It's what? just Brody Dell. 
Oh, yeah, yeah you're talking a good about album. So is the Spinneret. Spinneret's mm. great. Oh, nah. Yes, it is. It's fine. Really? No, it's, I'm sure it is. Uh, oh, I it's not it. like it's produced by it's produced Spinneret's produced by Josh Homme. Yeah. yeah, and has Alan Johannes on it. But you can like, really tell dude, that era. That shit got fucking what was it? Volume Nights. The Volume Nights is great. Super deluxe. I was hyped for that. I was like, oh shit, Brody's coming back. It's my time. Well, you can definitely tell how. Okay, so the three albums, especially like Coral Fang, how like dirty, gritty punk it is and then her getting into spinner out you can you can hear how it's produced by josh homie because it's very it's slow it's more like ambient in a way yeah yeah no it very much sounds like queens of stone age who she's married with to her singing by the yeah way. yeah uh, at this point Hot she's still couple, because she's okay, still so, with josh homie she has right, two kids with let's, him let's just get yeah. let's back, back up get back to the facts <laughs> uh released in 2003 this uh-huh. album was released yeah. in 2003 yeah sire records oh. sire yeah <laughs> They just always come back, Chris. You know what I mean? Every episode has some sort of like similarity in it. One person that was on every, they all connect in some ways. That's what we're trying to get at. I think this is the grand scheme of this podcast. Um, crazy. That was a ministry's land of the raped and honey. If, well, she's if, had some for, good. Just like, so okay. you know. So they've been label. signed to some good cool. labels. It was first of his epitaph was their self-titled to the Stillers. And then they were signed to Hellcat Records, which gets into the whole history of her being involved with Tim Armstrong. Why don't you go into that for a minute? Break it all down for us. Uh, oh, great. Love okay. story. Yeah. <laughs> for the ages. All right, well, okay, so <laughs> before Coral Fang, they released Sing Sing Death House in 2002. Yeah. And they were signed to Hellcat. And uh, Hellcat Records is Tim Armstrong's record label. Tim Armstrong is the front man of Rancid. And uh, you didn't know, yeah, yeah. it's a real and, piece of shit. Hey, no, fuck you. I love Tim Armstrong. Hold I'm on, sorry. shut up. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, they, yeah, they were married for a very brief period of time. This is also when uh, she was doing a lot of drugs, and uh, yeah, so signed to Hellcat Records, married Tim Armstrong. Then uh, they had a falling out. I don't. I still don't know why. I know that the song "Tropical Melbourne" on uh, Ranton's "Indestructible" is about her. So if you ever hold on, I felt like we just skipped over something very important. Just so because we're slamming them back to back today, y'all, and I might have smoked too much weed. Uh, I'm Scott Allen. <laughs> oh, we didn't always. introduce yeah, ourselves. Jesus Christ! We just no, went there into no it. introduction. Chris <laughs> is gonna have a fun time editing <laughs> this one. So again. <laughs> Welcome, y'all. This is Ryan CD Case. No. As always, I am Scott Allen. With us, as always, as well, because yeah, my is going. Because we need Chris him. Myers, and then we have actual, actual two super fans today. Like Not real, like in real. the Manson episode. They were but more like, commenters. Hey, hey, but we're still fans, but super fans. Taking it from the top. <laughs> Bria Bill and Justin McCurvin. Is it Bill? You always say my name like that, Bria Beal. There's a pause. Bill. It's like deal. Bail. What is it? Bail. Be a B. Goddamn this accent. B-B, man. That's how it's in my phone. B-B. It's not Bell, bro. It's Beal. I'm dating Beal. you. You like <laughs> Dell? You guys have anything no. you want to plug right okay. now? Okay, anyway. <laughs> Jesus. Back to the love story. Uh, Break it down. But yeah, so, um, but yeah, Justin and I are big super fans. That's why I wanted him both to do this. Let me just say that really quick. We are seeing them this Wednesday. They Woo! will be here in fucking Austin. They got back together recently after 
over 13 years of not doing shit together. Shit really lined up perfect on this yeah. episode, huh? I'm going to murder you. Just <laughs> throw an airplane mode is on. <laughs> but anyway, that's just a brief it's a br- brief, brief love story between them. They were both, obvi- okay, so L.A., punk rock scene at the time. That's why, going back to when Sing Sing came out, City of Angels is about Los Angeles. She's super into all the things at the time. Uh, giant fucking mohawks. Well, she's like, like she, to me, growing up, I was 12 years old when that album came out and I was just getting into to punk rock and becoming a really big fucking fan and watching her fucking sing City of Angels with giant mohawk just coming out like being a fucking badass. I was like, I could do this too. I was like, this exists? Still like, because I was aware of the history. I was like, no, that shit's kind of dead. And then seeing that video, I was like, oh, it lives. It's gonna keep going, and then crop tops, and leather, then, dude, and heels. What? Red <laughs> lipstick. Yeah, and then a year later Tops. they came out with Coral Fang, and then they were done, and that's why it broke my fucking heart because all of a sudden after Coral, this fucking album's amazing. Every song on this fucking album, I know all the fucking lyrics, I know every fucking song. It truly is. It's it, it really. Their next. Step I listen up. to this it is, without all a doubt, the time. Magnum opus. Yeah. And when they fucking super easy to listen to. It's short. It just it's, it fucking encapsulates goes. everything about punk rock that i loved especially like just being a child listening to it and and then after that like it really left me thirsty for more and like until last year last year was the first time i ever saw them play and they were always on my list of when people would be like hey what's the band that you never got to see that you've always wanted to do? i was like oh it's the distillers band that and the white stripes for me until last year knocked distillers off of that but dude like it's such a short period like you have three years three, three albums, albums one of them an all-time killer. Do you think like, because this album is so good, it kind of like charts. that's why they didn't go on after this because this was such a great album. No, so it's because two it of them of left. One of who was it? Somebody left and they oh, what's his last name? It's Sin. I remember his last name is Sin. Yeah, the guitarist. He he left and he became guitarist for Angels and Airways. Yeah, no, they all broke up for. Well, still, there's not really even a actual breakup for them. They it didn't really even went announce it to, until a year later. Is they it did. all yeah. them in the reunion, or is it all them? The original. It's, it's um. The ones that recorded Coral, Coral Fang. Fang. Yeah, it's the last member. Badass, yeah. band, in my opinion. Yeah. There was quite a few other members. But didn't write anything. Out. It's all written by Brody. Dale. It's all written by Brody. The Coral Fang is all written by Brody. Yeah. Yep. Which is amazing. Which the lyrical content in it, I know, like a lot of a lot of people when they think of punk rock, they're like, okay, it's loud, fast, and it's it's either like it's repetitive, you don't even get a chance to really hear the lyrics. But in in every song of this album, that's another reason why I fell in love with it is because the fucking lyrics in it are great, and that's another reason why I have a hard time singing. I even brought them up for like especially drain the blood. Yeah, drain the blood right out of there. Like, I mean, what are a few your favorite? Uh, when she says, uh, the frostbit evident, like, um, frostbit eminence. Yeah. The, see, it's hard. <laughs> I, I just, whenever I heard all my friends are murdered, all my bones and marrows in. Yeah. Sing it. That. And then uh, also, I can't do it without the motherfucking lyrics. In all my me. friends are the, um, all these fiends want teenage meat. Like, that yeah. Fucking, Set off like okay, I was wait. like, oh shit, there might be something more here. Oh, okay, than no wait. A pretty My face. favorite fucking lyric in it is, it, I always get fucked up when I sing it because it's hard, but it's, I never met a pearl quite like you who could shimmer and, and rot, rot at the, the same, same time, time through. through. Sick. Yeah. 
It's sick good. fucking catchy lyrics. It's really good. Yeah. It's she's she's amazing. Well, yeah, those definitely sound like some tongue twisters over there. Uh standalone singer, so she can really just push through this. Don't have to worry about playing guitar or anything. And she always What's, looks so angry. She does play guitar. <laughs> she does I mean, play guitar. On yeah. everything. On everything. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. She's everything. been the rhythm guitar player the entire time. Smoking then. Yeah. <laughs> the real Courtney Love over here. No, oh, no. <laughs> it's funny that you guys said that earlier, and I was just like, why does this keep haunting me? That one of my old punk rock friends back in the day when I first got this album, I was listening to it, Obsessed, and he was like, she kind of sounds like Courtney Love. And Everybody. it ruined it. Fuck yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it ruined it. Everybody fucking like, says that. It, it makes me so mad. It was like watching so Power mad. Rangers after my grandpa told me, you know it's fake, right? Just so he could change the channel. When I was... wrestling. Okay, especially back home Gosh. when I was introducing no. this album to friends. Didn't all my Power friends... Rangers were fake? Who were, of course they did. Stop. Don't say it. Okay, shut <laughs> up. Who, all my friends who were like diehard like Nirvana fans when I'd introduced this album to them, they're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like Courtney Love. I'm like, can you just not fucking think about that for a second and listen to it, please? <laughs> No, that's really what I hey, liked I about it was songs. that it was Rocking. like Courtney Love. It yeah, was, but you guys grew up in Texas. The hole I grew up in that, Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> the hole that should have been. But the distillers Thank were you, the Chris. hole that you could like without being ashamed. No, like, if you everyone home, was ashamed you back totally home. Totally ashamed. Everyone would, would murder you if you brought a fucking hole back yeah, home. Yeah, that's the exact same here or anywhere else. But like the distillers were that band that you didn't have to be embarrassed if you liked them. You didn't have to be ashamed. They, yeah, they you know? did stand alone. They definitely fill a whole size <laughs> hole. That hole left. Other than having just some and, sort you know, of similarity okay, in voice. I they are a lot, of, a lot of similarity. Other than the it's voice. It's her range. It's of course. But you know, a lot of people have the same range and when also you're doing hard same rock. Of but a lot but, hard but rock chick women. lead singers. Rock, yeah, yeah right but now. there's not a little Woman lead singers exactly. that pull off that type of range. That's why though, I like. Oh, I just fall into that these more huge present, caves more where modern. like I just only listen to female singers. Did she sound this way on prior albums? Yeah. She always sounds this way, and everything. Even when she does the spinnerette stuff, even though it's like we we're talking about, it's way different. She's her voice still sounds the same. It's yeah. dirty. It's gritty. It's deep. It's she yeah. has a very baritone voice. It sounds like she smokes fucking two packs a day and drinks whiskey. Like, I fucking love it because that's okay. what my voice is. <laughs> Gargling with whiskey. Yeah. You think by like in her 40s, just like missing an eye. She still looks hot as shit, actually. She and I think, yeah, she, she does. I think she, how old is she now? 50? Everyone's no, 50. No, she's not. She's like. Uh, Josh Homme is. Like forty-seven. She's in her forties. So like, everyone, everyone's pushing it these days, y'all. She's, she's remember it. It's two thousand and nineteen. She was 40? born January first, nineteen seventy-nine. She's only forty. She's forty. See, that's why I said damn. Forty. He is still young. Yep, from Australia, Melbourne, Melbourne, Victoria. Yep, that's why I was Australia. saying the song "Tropical Melbourne" is about her. Uh, and Rance, it's indestructible. It's about I hate him. It's Rancid. about. Oh, I absolutely hate them. That it's, first Rancid album is pretty... Uh, All right, well, let's not talk about Rancid. <laughs> no, no, but that's what we're getting into. Like, it doesn't really matter okay, if let's I say like this. Rancid let's say or this. not. Her being, her being signed to Hel- them being signed to Hellcat Records and marrying Tim Armstrong, I do feel like... I don't want to say it had an influence, but I do want to say it just went along with that. I think it helped motivate her to do to to have that like showmanship, to keep doing what she was doing, to be that like yeah. punk 
early 2000s. But as soon as she idol. divorced that asshole, she put out this album, which separated her from the it, whole Vance Wartor cliche fucking asshole punk rock kids that I don't like. All right, let's not be so but polarizing because that was me. Saying, <laughs> I'm just saying it put her in another category in another world, and then you know, it sounds more rock. It's definitely more yes. streamlined in a rock way. It's, yeah, it's this radio album is friendly, heavier, yeah. but it's still it's still love the punk rock. There was still oh, there's still all the elements, but not so much as before. Like they definitely streamlined that sound to really yeah get that. It's better produced. It's better put together. It's it's commercial. And, yeah. you know, that's not a bad thing. No, you could say, you like, the, the studio probably had a, but a big help in doing that, leaving Hellcat and going to, like, a really legit studio. It's their never mind. Great artists, you know? You know? Yeah. It's their crossover yeah. into the mainstream. You talk about Sire. The Cure was on that same record label. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, Damn. awesome coincidences. Yeah. And, like, a Skinny Puppy as well. So it just it keeps falling shit. back and back and back and forth and forward and backwards. I mean, uh distributing um for america because uh sire is um london based uh-huh. and it's so weird that like ministry was kind of a london-based band for quite a while um like using electro records as their distribution uh label to push those like bands out to america yeah, well, and if Electra, I had to take a blind guess, I would have said that it was Interscope. I wanna... Well, Electra was who did uh, Injustice for All. And pretty much gave, because they were such a small label at that point, just had this big band at Metallica and just gave them the reins and was like, do whatever you want. And then after From Justice for All came out, that record label became huge. Because they just owned like hit after hit record after that. Where they just became, they weren't a small record label after that. They grew up pretty big. Which it again is all kind of like connected in some sort of ways. Nice. I just yeah, I just want to talk about labels, man. I wanted to and correct myself for just a second. Sorry, that song off that album is actually called Tropical London, but he says Melbourne in it a bunch. That's uh, why I kept thinking it was Tropical Melbourne. Yeah, I wouldn't have known if you were lying or not. I had uh, to do it. <laughs> but I do want to know from like a female point of view. Oh like, lord. I'm not a, a good one to ask. No, no, you're a perfect one to ask because you do look up to her. I right? do. Yeah, absolutely. So then, I mean, you know, fucking white guys in that time especially had tons of heroes in rock and roll to look up to. Okay, but so like, at that time. That really crossed into the mainstream. There are two, at that, okay, so bef- before I got into uh, the distillers, I was really into Susie and the Banshees. Susie and the Banshees was one of the first bands that really got me into all the things, like uh, being new wave or now classified as like goth and Susie in the beginning was this punk icon and she was there from the beginning. Um, so just loving her and then kind of almost, it it was a weird time because at that time when I was listening to all that stuff, I had kind of accepted that I wasn't going to hear anything like that ever again for those couple years. And then I discovered the same year I discovered, uh, the distillers and the horror pops and the horror props, um, Patricia Day yeah, is the lead singer. Yeah, fucking incredible. Yeah, they're great, and they both have that. They all, all three of them. Except, well, Susie has more of an operatic voice, but they still have that uh, range. And I okay, so I was a choir nerd, and I've been in choir forever, all like since I was a child. And I was always put 
with the guys, I always had like an alto two voice. I always had had a deep voice, and I was like, well, which would be baritone for women, right? Yeah, I had the deepest girl. Uh, I had the deepest girl voice in for five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, all the choirs that I was in, yeah, yeah, I can get down to it. That's why I can sing Danzig. Um, but uh, yeah, so just realizing that there are other singers that are not only continuing this genre that I love that was slowly kind of dying, but also a woman that had the same range as I did was, I don't know. It was, it was, uh, sure, it was huge. I'll really fucking you. cool for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for lack can, of better I mean, words. Everyone can sing. Gotta learn. You, I mean, you especially learn. like punk oh, women. Everyone, are yeah. Such a well, that's rare that too. Thing. Is that like? I mean, like, I've when talked I think about of it's like Kathleen Hanna, Brody. Well, Bell. I talked about earlier how I was like, you know, the goth kid, but I was also super, and I was like that punk goth kid, and I was like the only one who like had a fucking like jacket with patches and shit on it, and then like when I was like thirteen years old. And, yeah, the girl then, that's in the boys' club. Yeah, and then and then this this. This chick that comes out that and there's if you guys fucking look at pictures of me like I look like Brody when I'm like a teenager I did the same makeup and the same the red lipstick and the fucking piercings and shit and the yeah yeah, the black hair all the things and actually one of my ex boyfriends I swear to God he told me one time that he was only dating me because I looked like Brody Dale. I was like, what well, a douchebag. Did you accept it or did you break it? it was, the right distillers away? were his like, favorite. Might have been like, thanks. Okay, bro. So, me too. Well, yeah. we were also friends with him. Either way, the distillers was his favorite brand. So I was like, I guess that's kind of a compliment. But weird. All right. Back in. Yeah. I always Whatever. feel weird liking him so much because like, I really like female singers. And like, no, because the guys see, that I see don't. That really do. Like uh, to me, real emo, real fast. I only like, have it's like always kind of been like a dirty seeker for me. I always love guy singers, good music is good and music. I I no. only have like a top five of female singers that I always go back to, and she's know. it. She's like number like her Susie and Patricia Day. Like her, I, she would definitely be in my top. I was thinking like, that for sure uh, at the top. The lead singer of the Plasmatics. Oh fuck yeah, Wendy Williams. I love you. Yeah. Like if anything, I could see a lot of that. That's uh, a lot of influence too. Yeah, that like yeah. Brody's elf. Dirty, uh, dirty, dirty rock voice. period are such a rare commodity, Dude, man. And like, voice, like, they should be celebrated. Ooh, and like, the more times. that they Listen are to exposed, <laughs> it's amazing. And like, yeah, what it's good really all about. Song. Like, Dude. Well, also, like I said, it's two, it's two, it's two things, it's two things, and and hopefully, like, not repeating myself. But what we were saying with you know being having such a female presence and like coming out as like this overall like just like this. Super punk badass, but revitalizing a genre that was on its way fucking down. Like to me, that was like yeah. all of everything because and then, I was like, I'm never gonna have this again. I'm and a, then, I mean, no disrespect to like, you know, the Vans Warped Tour punk rock is just so generic and it, so. It overdone. wasn't in the That's beginning. What seemed, yeah, of course. Yeah, not talking about. That. I'm talking about before this album came out mm. and like how it seemed like that shit was just the same bullshit. Over and over and over, and just the shit that I fucking hated. Like, where I'm Every sure, like, good Charlotte would have been playing with them. Everything, and then down. this album came out, and well, she like became... broke down those barriers and really became let's, a stand Let's all remember what was without having to be the wife of Tim Armstrong. Right. You know what I mean? That's true. What Which was super really pop? What that. was the genre that was super? Let's 
realize this for a second. What was the genre that was super popular in the early 2000s that we're missing over? That that was like the biggest shit. fucking thing. <laughs> no, it wasn't. New metal was one of them for sure. But one of them. But, but also the other one? like that punk bullshit. No, I, I, Hardcore. Like Screamo. Let's all go. remember Screamo. fucking Screamo. Yeah. Yeah. And like I was saying, so, with the emo guys. Like, it the became guys that own. are really into that kind of shit. Just I'm just saying, really at the same time, you had this band that's doing something that that isn't being done at that time yeah. anymore. Well, that, that sound let's, died. Let's definitely listen to some more of that shit that okay. wasn't being done at that time. What's let's that? get into the next song, uh, Hall of Mirrors. Oh, yeah. They're all good. All these songs are great. Sucks to pick four. This might be my favorite lyrically.
Well, we're back. <laughs> and we're back with more Ryan CDKs. Oh my God. <laughs> what is up with this Ryan CDK? It's because everything we talk about, he's probably owned and it's probably in his CDKs. You should know he he's his brother. Devo. He definitely does have Devo. No. It's sitting in the stack, baby. No, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's on the pile of CD cases. We own it all. <laughs> Ryan's just the only one not here and not another on the joke. See, it works out. Now you're thinking okay. about it. Now you so got it that last song was Hall of Mirrors. Justin. Um, I like that song. It's probably my least favorite song off the album. Really? Wow. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. I don't that, have, I don't then again, it's, I don't have a least favorite song off well, that album. I like my catchy favorite song. I think. It's really? Just, it's, it's your favorite catchy. song off that yes. album? That song Okay, is okay, like, why is it? Why did you that means so it just hurt much to me? Sometimes. That's like my breakup song, man. That's my big one right there, okay? Okay. Just driving, <laughs> that song on. Rah! Okay, I do want to say something about this album. Yeah, every time there was like... I went through like a breakup or something fucked up or whatever. I guess I, I yeah I would play this album because it was just like, rawr, like <laughs> getting into it. Just I don't know that angry sound. Why did you pick? The, why is this your favorite song besides your? It's your breakup song, Justin. Because lyrically, it's incredible. Like every single thing about that song is just awesome. It's hardcore, hardcore edge. Like I mean, shit. Why has the sun come up? <laughs> what well, makes a positive track on a Plymouth work? <laughs> not talking positive track. <laughs> talking you abandoned me. <laughs> Dude, this well, is just my favorite song. I, I don't know. That or Death Sex, those are both my favorites. I don't understand why, like, she didn't just keep going with the distillers. It's all written by her. It, these are guys that are filling in again because for another time. But at that time, so they're going off and doing four, other. There are four members. Two of them left insane. to do other things, and then. But uh, it was always just her in the first two albums, anyways. And well, I don't know what she had. being the third, writing all this stuff, and just meeting these guys in the studio, it doesn't really make sense to be like. All the band didn't want to stick around. It's like the band was never there. I it, thought they were okay, just hired so guns for she, this project. She and maybe two or Matt Josh Tommy got married, had a kid. Which oddly so enough, to do with it. at this point, Scott yes. had Whoa. the Rolling Stones, like that uh, picture on his wall, which was uh, rumored to be the reason front, that oh. him and Brody got divorced. You're talking about when she's where she's like on the bed. No, they were kissing. Not they kissed in that Rolling Stones with Tommy Manson, all those guys. There's a pretty and Tim Armstrong cover, saw that picture of them kissing, and that's what spurred off their whole divorce. Yeah. It was like anyone is, who's anyone. There's truth to that. Yeah. That and one. Scott had that picture. And I used to stare at it hardcore. Yeah. Like, but do you guys, do you know the picture I'm talking about though, where she's like Stone in her underwear? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, okay. Really? That was in my room. Like, I wanted to frame that pic. Really? You don't know? That's like, okay. I didn't have I pictures have of Brody on my wall when I was a kid. There's, there's this, there's this, no, there's yeah. this oh, famous, the Bye. most famous picture that I know her from was this picture where she's like, and it's cool too, because she's super like, all the things, just makeup and hair and shit, but she's not like, Smeared she's lipstick. still just she fucked up. She looks like up. she just OD'd. Yeah, exactly. She's still like, fucked up, like you. she just went through a pit and Washing, but off. she's in her underwear and she's on a bed that's all white and then she looks so fucking sure cool yeah like it's just, it's like this perfect mess 
of her being all the, the, the punk badass shit that she is and looking like she kind of got dragged to the mud, but it's still super hot. What was the photo on? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I got to look this up I right now. ripped it out of somewhere. But yeah, she's like in her... So like right lingerie. after this album comes out, How do you out, say underwear? And... She meets Josh Homme. Yeah, she mentioned Tommy the same. Like just because how this album blowing up, she goes to uh, she goes to that Rolling Stone shoot. I don't know if that's where they they're interacting, having fun, giggling, and she already left. What's his face at this point? Yeah, yeah, they got a divorce in two thousand three. That's that's the picture of Josh Homme. Yeah, that's the one they were kissing in the magazine that you had. And then that pissed off Tim Armstrong. Hmm. What causes their divorce? I don't know. It was love meant to be together. Look, they were great. They're great on camera together. Yeah, <laughs> they're great together. It is cute when they do when they go on tour. If 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 they're not like doing something at the same time, then like when like when I saw Queens of the Stone Age uh, this last time, Brody was there with their kids. What? Where? When? Where was I? And the same same thing when the Distillers were here last time. Josh Ami was brought the kids to the show. They toured together. I didn't like know this. Together. Yeah, they line up their schedules so yeah. they can go simultaneously, uh, and the kids go with them. I didn't know this you at didn't all. Know that? Of videos oh, on why stay out of their stuff. personal lives? Okay. <laughs> and of the music. Huh. Afraid what I might find out. I might lose that fanship. <laughs> Super jealous yeah. of both of them. Find out they were a real big asshole. And you're like, damn. What? Oh, no. No. <laughs> No, that is definitely like my celebrity brush is both of them. Josh Homme, Brody Dell, either so, yeah, or. Yeah, that worked out great for you because you yeah. already loved that album and you were definitely already into Queens of Stone Age at that yep. point. So. Just kind of married everything I mean, together that I love. Who is not into Queens of Stone Age? Like into Assholes. That band. Yeah, like anyone can like it. It's a really good rock and roll band at the end of the day, which is pretty standard straight across the board. You know what I mean? So a spinneret. Yeah, I, I didn't really listen to a lot of it. Now that you're saying like this produ- uh, producer um, was Josh Homme, Alan Johannesman, yeah, some of the same shit. It just got better. I don't know. I didn't really find myself digging too much into her afterwards. Whatever my Spotify Weekly brings up is where I usually go. Let's put on Volume Nights and just yeah wonder why the fuck that wasn't on the album. Sons of bitches. It's really good. But they are coming out, so um, I mentioned earlier that uh, they haven't done anything in like 13 years. They just they released two new songs, which is going to be they are they just said at April um, that they are going to be releasing another album under the Distillers name. So they're back now. There's going to be a fourth album. It's going to be I, I I don't know the way they phrased it. It made me follow up to yeah, like a follow up to Coral yeah. Fang. So I'm excited because. I'm assuming it's going to have the same sound. If it's definitely a follow-up. Well, what made them just like... I hope not. I mean, people I really leaving the band evolved. again, just, I really don't see how or why they just didn't not... They just stopped doing the distillers after their most successful... Two other members I had other stuff. Just she just, like, just a, went through a divorce. She had she a had baby. A kid, like, yeah, I think it's just, just a transition of life, time. honestly. Yeah. Two, two of the members and weren't interested the anymore. they're asking you to do on it. Bro, yeah. like I said... Her whole career spent three years. Could you imagine? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're talking about it. a band yeah. that only really existed for three years. Yeah. Could you imagine? The schedule. Three years, three albums, just packed ass touring schedule. Fucking. Ooh, ooh. 
And then Coral Fang comes out and it's a commercial success, man. Like, shit. You're asking a lot of a woman. Technically Dude. four years, I guess. 2000? 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. Okay, four years, whatever. Yeah, but either way, small, small amount of time. Real small. And, like, dude, blew the fuck up. Like, ever Coral Fang dropped, they they were a hot commodity. People wanted them. And that's what I was thinking, that, like, kind of hindered them from going on after this and other episodes to be done of this podcast time and time again this album is like and then they just stopped <laughs> yeah no one well that's what i was that. saying is like it was Ten hard years later, it was fucking heartbreaking that in the same the, the same year i discovered this sound and the same year i lose it yeah i mean sure that's <laughs> until 2018 man until man ma- versus yeah. maggot blood in the gutters wait is it maggot or magnet Magnet. Yeah. Yeah, that's Magnet. what I said. I'm not Scott. I was going to say, don't be Fuck like Scott. You. I can pronounce words. <laughs> but yeah, now they're coming back, and that's super. I don't know. I can't think of another band that like stopped that long ago, and now is like 13 I'm sure there's years. Tons. I'm sure there's absolute tons. How long was the last Tool album? It's the exact same thing. Like, the Sillers didn't no. break up. They didn't disband. No, they really. did disband. No. They came out with it. No? Yeah. No? So, Brody was like, band. we're not a band anymore. But, but for a long time, it was played. just. Was but no, but years. think yeah, about it. There wasn't still anything. Tool still toured. Let me say this really quick. For 13 years. So when they disbanded. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm saying. When they disbanded, there wasn't anything. No mention of another album. Except her stuff with, like, Spinnerette and her. Then Brody Dale. And then Brody Dale. Yeah. As Brody Dale. But there wasn't anything of the distillers, not one peep, until a year ago. True. So reunited after 13 years, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. You might be right. Um, I can think of a big one, uh, Grand Funk Railroad. Twice they took breaks like that, like years, decades apart, and then came back and did some shit. You know what I mean? They did that shit twice, son. And they didn't. Tons they didn't, of bands. Like, At the drive-in is another one now because it's like. They took that long break from like 2000 and whatever one on your hit fucking yeah. album and then coming back yeah. fucking. No, at the drive in Long be a time. Yeah. Person. I mean, I see this time and time again. We were, we were all expecting another Rage Against the Machine album because that would have been one of, one of those incidences, but no, it was just nah, That ain't ever going to happen, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it it's is fine. what it is. It is. Mm. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Uh, do you guys want to get into another song? Yeah, we'll play the next song. Love is paranoid. Oh, Love is paranoid. Yes. God, all these songs sound lame in titles. Fuck yourself. Compared to Angel and the Scab Wings. (laughs) That's a cool fucking name. Whatever, let's go with that. The beautiful people. Okay. I step right off the edge of the rush to my head. I'm going down to where the lucky ones have been. I lose the veil up to reveal a fascination. And if you crave it, then you know that you're in your end.
That's probably my favorite song. Okay. I guess because it's two minutes long. Talk about, talk about fucking, like... Oh, that one? That one. Yeah. I don't know if Scott really really has person. a breakup song. Like, dude, I'm No, like I wasn't a... saying it's his. I'm saying, like, talk about, like, lyrical content. Well, like, oh. The next episode of this podcast is definitely... It's, it's okay. a good amount of songs the main, on that okay, album so that are breakup songs Just for me, pulled it up to make the sure the, the, the main... Pretty Hate Machine. The main lyric is... For what you do to me, baby, there's no measure. I've taken everything. Now I want to give it. I left the lights on you, so you stumble in devotion. So easy. That's so easy. So easy. Yeah. That's, so easy. That's part of the song. But, but yeah, that's... That's a great lyric. Fuck you. It is a great lyric. Yeah. Oh, this is all great. Every song on here has been fantastic. Um, Chris, do you have any favorite songs on here? I mean, just some of the like ones that I've like I was noticing that were like in Tony Hawk and like shit like that. Right? Yeah. Right now, like the songs that you hear like everywhere. Very commercialized. Not, I mean, I guess for them of their discography, the most commercialized album. So, what I've, you know. Yeah, for sure. I was like, I didn't know they had any other albums before this. When I heard, I was like, who's this band? I dug. For the first I went time. out and fucking looked. I found all their other albums, bought them, and I feel the exact same way you do. <laughs> eh. Really? You guys, fuck you for being a super fan. I'm the super fan, and I love every fucking song they do. Every song they do. We were obsessed with this album as a group, though. Okay, the Chris, were you there with the obsession? Albums definitely I love more than their first. But when this album first came out, like were you obsessed? For sure. But is it Coral Fang? Their first album is like when I said that. Like every episode I've been on, it's always like this is the album for me. And then everything else is kind of, eh, it's not good. It's not bad. I don't know. I went back recently and re-listened to their first album, and I was like, this is fine. I haven't done this, this is since fun. I was I mean, like I mean, well, this 17. Is the thing that, so. It probably didn't have the backing band that she did in this album, Coral Fang. Okay, so this fucking is amazing. For I mean, those me, drums are not easy. Production quality. Getting, in, getting into drum. this music when I was a kid, I could have definitely easily, easily listened to the first CD and been like, I love this. But now if, like, I would have just... Listen, like as a if I had never heard them before, I would probably just stick to Coral Fang. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sing, but, like, but, but Sing Sing has it, some really good. It didn't mean that to me at all, and like that's why I wanted to get your take on it because it's such a different. Okay, so thing. Coral Fang, every fucking song is amazing to me. Every single one. The the first two albums. Seventy-five percent of Sing Sing Death House for me, and there you go, fifty percent. Exactly. But I still love them. I still the self-titled. Love I don't. I need to go back and re-listen to it. Sing Sing has. Did you know it has a song about Gypsy Rose on the first album? Huh? There's a song on uh the on the Distillers self-titled called Gypsy Rose about Gypsy Rose. I did not know that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, little fun fact. Nice. <laughs> uh, who was the producer on this album? Um, Anyone like super famous? Gil Norton. You know, wait, Norton. wait. The executive Gil. producer is Tom Whaley. These are all names that I feel like I just see. The producer of Pixies, Foo Fighters, Jimmy Eat World, Dashboard Confessional. Oh yeah, we looked at that. Counting Crows. Now you can get in like an understanding of like, oh, that sound. The, the producers, like an engineer, they they go for a certain sound, a certain 
You explaining uh, producer to me, sir? No, I'm, 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 I'm explaining it to the audience. Uh, if you want to learn anything from any of these episodes, it's some of those fun facts where like there's people that have been okay, behind the boards so for years. Tom Whaley also albums, the Tom, way they sound. Tom Whaley's the executive producer. He worked for Interscope, Loma Vista, and Warner Brothers. Like I said, if I, mean, I had to just so, take a random stab at it and I didn't look it up, I would have guessed Coral Fang was an Interscope, especially with her connections with Hami. That's yeah. what, I, it, again, surrounded by great producers. You go with any of these labels, you're going to have, like, the best producers, and they're going to, like, bring out the big guys like Andy uh, Wallace or someone like that to fucking produce your album. They're like, I know exactly what your sound is missing, you know? Yeah. Going to... Um, producers are the yeah. ones that craft the actual, like, theme and sound of the song or the I, album. It has a lot Not to theme, do with why, tone, you know? why this album is from start to finish amazing and, and probably why... Those first two albums are not, you know, a lot of it has to do with an amazing producer, engineer, a good record label that can steer you in the right direction. You know what I mean? Touche, sir. Yeah. That has a lot to do with it, especially the, the fucking musicians that they pulled in on this. I think it also has to do with like the people time, she was surrounding yeah, herself with. Just do like, yeah, research like behind those elevated guys. her. She surpassed the bullshit Tim Armstrong. And you know she's DIY. even you after Distillery, she just kept on going <laughs> with other incarnations guy. of the Brody Dale. You know what I mean? So she never stopped going. Like just because no, the Distillery she stopped, she kept going. Which, yeah. And your in, in your mind's eye, you could just call it all of Brody Dale's work, and then just go across the board with all three or four bands. I don't know how many there are. You know. So and it's all kind of has a similar fear feel. Because it's all Brody Dell, you know? Even though it's Spinneret, it's just aging. It, any band has aged and changed their sound. If well, it was all distillers, it would still make sense in my mind. Yeah. It's you know her I mean? voice. Like, it's if there I mean, was no Spinneret or just Brody Dell, if it was all called the distillers, I wouldn't even blink an eye and I'd be like, that makes sense. Yeah, but that's any artist that's saying for multiple bands. Ever. Well, she is she is truly a front woman, though. Yeah, like she with sure. everything that she's sure. done, she is like the eye of it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just she's the image, on, she's the voice, like <laughs> every like movement she does, like all the things. Like especially seeing her live last year, like I felt like nothing had even changed. Yeah, she has a she's presence. Only Forty, y'all. That's not old. No, but I just mean her style. <laughs> it's not young though. Okay. I, I thought she was old. I'm just though. saying, like you know. <laughs> Let's start cranking these albums out, woman. I need some she's fucking new still music. Amazing looking. Goddamn, <laughs> lucky enough to see her, but yeah. shit. Like you gave me two fucking a single like last year. Haven't heard from you since. Hurry your shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I need more music from you. Yeah. Well, her and your fucking least, husband. Yeah. Quit fucking around in the bedroom. Start making babies and shit. So make guys, albums. Do you, do you want them just to play this entire album when you go see them? I two days. That'd from be them. sick, actually. Yeah. The day, yeah. The will, next day. They'll play. They, they last. So okay. I'll tell you straight up. When we saw the Distillers, that was without a doubt the greatest concert I've ever seen. Well, what? I saw. Ever. I didn't see them here. Okay, so they what? played. Okay, Goodness, what? The interesting. Do you guys remember? You do you guys remember that whole debacle I had about seeing yeah, them last yeah. year? So what happened was, is they they played here at the Mohawk. It sold out, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm still gonna attached. see them." I bought a ticket to go back home to Seattle. To see him at my favorite venue, fucking Showbox, and they, it was amazing. Super one, fan. One of the best shows I've and I was drunk as fuck, and I was. I see that ties into why this was, was uh, no, one sure of the was best amazing. that I've ever There's seen. So much time to 
perfect this sound for their live stage show. And it was like watching her when I was 13 on a fucking video. It was like... Every, her spitting on stage, her fucking coming yeah, out. She could spit on me any day of the week. Dude, just fucking hocking <laughs> loogies oh, no, in between. Still, just fucking still ba- be gross, I love though. how she holds a microphone and just but barrels hot. into it. Yeah. Like, well, I didn't get any of that either. Ugh. Like, when we saw it, it definitely took me straight back to high school. I'm like, I don't know. It was just the mood, the atmosphere of it. <laughs> yeah. And I was awesome, completely though. sober. And like, you know how I do. I'll fucking grab a beer, post up in the back, watch the show. No. I was like right in the front, in the pit Red the Bull in my time. hand. <laughs> Exactly. You better be up front. Excuse me, you're spilling my Red Bull. It was just a combination of yeah. fucking being sober, the the performance itself, and then she lost her voice. Oh yeah, like halfway through the oh. set. She she did it the set in Seattle too. Really? Well, not completely, but you could tell because like she oh. was like getting hoarse. So at the end, like the so last songs two are songs, hard they're like, hard to fuck. Dude, fucking nailing this song out for karaoke. One song is hard. Her, like. It was just an overwhelming, a good fill experience. Like there wasn't a bunch of fucking douchebags like See, being over violent or over aggressive or fucking doing stupid shit. Like it was just a really, really fucking good time. Like the best time I could remember having at a concert in a long, long time. And that's why it's definitely nice. number one. That's like, why we right did now, this episode. Me, yeah. Because you guys were like, no. Bro, we can't just pass up on this. Especially album. when we're about if it was to any other them. album of theirs tomorrow. Yeah, not tomorrow. It will be tomorrow when okay, people hear this. If you guys are in oh, the Austin area, try to go to Emos. Just to stand so out in fucking, front of it because it's probably just sold out. To oh, just I think come it on. Is sold out. Find us. We'll find you. You can get him on. A, fine. So emo Fine. is right down the street from us. You guys could take one of the scooters to the show. Yeah. Okay, we'll walk. I mean, you know, I'm also. Not drinking, so I can just fucking drive. <laughs> there like you go. Adult. Yeah. Park at our old place. I'm sorry, Justin. I'm gonna drink. That's cool. <laughs> Get up, yo. Sip it on some scissor. I'm gonna dance. Who's the opening band? Death Valley Girls is performing before. I asked you. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even know I was going. So thank you, Debria, for being the cool. Thank you to Charles if he's which he will listen to this. He's the one that that gave me the extra ticket. Charles. I thought you were gay. I was going to suck your dick. But it's just because he's into Miley Cyrus. That's not fair. <sighs> well, you got lucky again on this distillers thing. Uh, I know, right? Got, that's fuck the you. second ticket you got yeah. free. I had to, I had to fucking buy my like, secondary oh, buy a plane ticket home last time. I know one guy time. that loves the distillers <laughs> a lot. This is one dude, bro. He is super into it. Maybe like questionable. Super questionable. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. If Bria was like, hey, you want to go with the distillers? I'd be like, yeah. Just, uh, Scott doesn't go to Scott shows. Scott doesn't go to shows, yeah. Exactly. If you would have gave me some mushrooms and be like, you want to go see the distillers? Oh, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> okay. But you would stand There's in the back. Like no, actually, I want to thank you. I want to thank. You buying drinks all night. I do want to thank Scott for going to the shows Android with me that he has gone to because he do- is that guy that's like, Maybe fucked up, but you always hold my purse in the back. You know, let oh, me go into the pit. Say, is uh, that cliche boyfriend just standing with you in front of him? Uh, no, he lets you know. me. He, like, it's funny because he doesn't. Like, I've gone to the pit several times in front of him, and he's just like, "All right," and holds my purse hold in the background. My purse, bro. Hold my shit, <laughs> dude. I think that ends. Like, the pit ends in your twenties, and I think that's hey. another reason why it has to like be because it was like right, when it's like right before I was turning 30. When you suffer too much injury in there. Whatever, like, man, I, I still really go in that shit. You guys are pussies. 
I don't know. Unaudible. <laughs> so right? Austin, if you know Austin's their mosh pits, whatevs. Oh, it's, it's oh. like pushing over Daisy. Primus? But if you go to San Antonio Elvins? right down the road, you will. Oh my God, that is the mosh pit that you stay the this fuck guy. out of. I've been Girl, in guy. I have been in mosh pits all over the United States. Fucking bitch. guru, <laughs> professional wrestler. It doesn't matter. Like those mosh pits in San Antonio are intense, man. It's a bunch of just drunk Who dudes are you, slamming. What show were you talking about, though, bud? Anytime I went to any show. Yeah, what because, show, bud? Oh, I mean. Gojira? No. So I've already said this in the podcast before. Back in the day when we, like, when metal bands came through, the closest place that we could go see them was San Antonio. They didn't come through Austin very often. Oh, you're if talking about to way, see way back in the day? You're talking about, yeah. like, Ozfest? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those were. Well, we were also children. Like I'm talking about <laughs> fucking I, I've no been, pushing tall, over dude, I've been to smaller venues elbows. out there as well, and it's always been like a pretty hardcore mosh pit every single time. In clubs. No, it's just San Antonio's like All right, that's well, let's metal get one thing clear. There is a stark difference between circle well, pits the, and mosh pits. True. This would be more of a circle pit, which can be just as dangerous. No one needs to be that violent anyways up in there. You know what I mean? Like at a certain point you're like, this is Literally fighting. Yeah, I mean it's stupid, but either way, <laughs> literally punching. Either way, thank you for holding my shit. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I'll always hold your shit. There, there's there's a couple shows that would just get my blood running. So uh, Gore is coming back um, or going on tour and white t-shirts. I'm probably gonna go and I'm probably gonna get in that mosh pit. There's a couple it, bands that still just man, you're gonna me up go on the inside when I see them show. live. Like I just love this band. So fucking much, I can't help it. Did, that's yeah. how I'm gonna feel on Wednesday. War, when I saw War with Otis, like that was yeah. I should have bought the white t-shirt. Justin, are you gonna are you gonna get in the pit with me? Crazy uh, on Wednesday. Philly? Yes. Pit time. Pit yeah. time. You and You're I. You're going pit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I just told you. Fuck yeah. So are you strapped on the armband right now? Strapped on this in the pit. I got a knee brace. Got these shoes. The Velcro. This is what you want for a show. You don't need your laces getting pulled out. That's the worst. Dude, I bring my purse into that. When you don't, when you're not there, I, hold I bring all my shit into it. Well, so <laughs> I will, I will literally freeze, I will freeze to death for getting into the show so I don't have to bring a jacket. <laughs> Velcro mosh pits. Purses. No, I'm just oh, saying yeah. I, know, I know how to bring all my shit into a pit. And it still be there when I get out. Oh, see, you gotta just strap up and go. Like that's yeah. why you see like me in there with like six shirts on because I get the merch early. <laughs> what the fuck? Exactly. And then he wears Either all the shirts so he doesn't have to hold them. Yeah. He's smart. Exactly, dude. Or like tie them to yourself, man. I've lost shirts like that, bro. You better put the fucks on. Dude, the worst is so hot. <laughs> it's so hot. Yeah. A poster. Bad. Oh, Big mistake, yeah. bro. Big mistake. Just this all night. <laughs> in a tube. Just in a car yeah. Oh man, I got a poster, a shirt, I got a signed drum head. You're gonna hold all this shit? What the fuck are you going on? You're not gonna yet? go out to your car. How'd you think of that? <laughs> you yep. fucked, dude. You're fucked. It's okay. Dude, I'm bringing my purse, Justin. So if you buy so shit, you could you could put it in there. Put it right in are the car. I'm bringing my purse. Who's gonna hold your purse? I'm all, I just said that. Outside. I just said I'm just gonna gotcha. bring it into the pit because I know how to do that. Well, it's totally not going to be much of a like. I don't think it's going to get crazy. I don't know. I, 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 when I when I, when I when I saw him last own. time, no, no, no. Okay, so I went well, last time. Hit you guys I up went about with this episode and be like, come backstage. Are you guys hoping that's going to happen? 
Okay, that's not going to happen. But either way, she last time saw, <laughs> come backstage and then this serves is. us fucking papers. <laughs> You're going to jail, buddy. I'm uh, crying this the last album. time I saw them when I was back home, I went with one of my good friends, <laughs> and fucking shout out to Jacob. But I got so mad at him because we went and we're all we get drunky. We go in. We're like we both look at each other at the same time. We're like, okay, we're gonna go in the pit. All right, let's meet back over here. Let's not fucking lose each other. I just see this bitch and he has a giant blue mohawk. And I'm like standing on the edge of the pit, and I just see him, and he's short. Sorry, Jacob. I just see him fucking bounce into it. Rest of the night gone. Gone. Gone forever. And I was like, fine, I guess I'm alone. I somehow made it to the front. I find him all disheveled outside the fucking show box, just like, oh man, that was great. And I was like, yeah, I wish I would have watched it with you. <laughs> That's Austin shows for you, though, man. I know. Yeah, I'm gonna, Seattle. I'm going to tag the fuck out this Austin episode, y'all, when I post that. it. So, you ready? <laughs> you what? <laughs> what did you just <laughs> say? So, I'm going to tag the fuck out this episode where the distillers are probably going to get a Google Bing or like a Google alert saying, like, Google Bing. Bing Google. They just Bing. got binged. They got binged. <laughs> got so much. Uh, You're getting sued by everybody. Right? Just, no. Uh, Bing Google to come and after you, son. <laughs> No, what I'm saying is all the search uh, engines when can't use this anymore. How do we how do we like look up our shit? Accounts to where they kept track of. So if anyone posted anything that was a distiller song, if you did a music video, a repost of a music like video, early internet hits. No, it, it happens. Hits. They'll get they'll get a Google alert that someone's posted something that has their intellectual properties. I don't know. On. So Hopefully, if they're you cool wanted enough. as the owner of these properties because you own what is Googled and streamed because you own music and imagery and even pictures that they could see it and be like hey uh no you can't do this episode or they'd be like hell yeah thanks for doing an episode come backstage let's party <laughs> these are the two options or it just yeah, gets or ignored this is mr cohen he's my lawyer and this is a cease and desist letter shut yeah. it down the podcast is over well hopefully they episode. don't do just, that uh, hit to the gut <laughs> <laughs> God. Well, Brody, please don't do that. We love you. Yeah, we're we're doing this because we're super fans. So hopefully you guys go backstage, do some cocaine. Oh Jesus! Out. Let's not. Why do you always All advocate night? drug no, use? We're not here. advocating drug use. Yeah, everyone's getting back onto her. If I go fucking and backstage and meet Brody, I'm no not doing drugs. Parties. Hopefully, this I'm sober enough. Or two kids in the back. Hey, we... <laughs> okay, the the first one is not is way too old to be breastfeeding now. No. <laughs> but if I was that kid, okay. I'm sorry, Brody. Please don't ask, uh, ask us to stop. <laughs> hey, I would nurse Josh Homme too. There you go. Off the balls. Yeah, it's like I love, I love you too. You know that, right? I would literally be in that fucking sandwich for sure. Would you just be like? <laughs> would you just be like an intern for him, like an errand boy? Oh, just dude, like around the house, boy. just doing Fuck like yes. chores. You'd be the, the you'd be the pool boy yeah. that doesn't get paid. Yeah, just hanging out with them. Yeah, I would do any of that bullshit. I'll be your man, slave. You wouldn't? I'm just looking around the room. (laughs) (laughs) No. Hey. Uh, Do shit for free? Fuck no. I don't care who it is. Maybe. Fuck no. For her? I don't know. For her? I don't know about for Josh Ami. For her, yeah. Is sex involved? Do I get some sex out of it? Or do I get to watch them have sex? What do I get other than cleaning up their shit? All right. This is incentives. I need more incentives. Mushrooms territory. every day. Keep me. Jesus, induced. you in the stop. <laughs> I do something. I can't. 
doing manslay stuff for no rewards. And this is what we send off to like his rehab counselor. <laughs> we just need help with him, man. He's just reached a limit. <laughs> it comes up in everyday conversation. Just be an intervention. This is what we play. Yeah, the oh, next podcast is an intervention. That's just what we start out playing. Just need something, man. Some kind of incentive. Incentive. Mushrooms. Cocaine. Mushrooms. Why else would I, I go? go to Why else sin. would I do it? Sin. What the fuck is wrong? This is sad. Uh, well, I really hope, um, you know, she sees this episode and she Hears likes it. it. She, can't, she can't see it. Oh, we'll see it. She just sees see the it. post. Yeah. Hears this, sees the Google alert. Oh, you beautiful people um, out there. Have a beautiful night. Justin okay. has to go. Justin's, Justin's leaving us now. Bye-bye. Justin's bye-bye. Um, so we have one more song to end on, right? Yeah, one more song. And yeah, this is... Um, for tonight, it is one of their, in my opinion, like kind of slower ones. If you can even say that about any of those songs on that. Uh, album, yeah, right. They're yeah. all they're all but pretty quick. Fucking love all the all the members of the Stillers. Love you, Brody. You're uh, amazing yeah. and beautiful uh, and. Yeah, Brody. And, uh, <laughs> always, always uh, with the Brody. Mostly Brody. Mostly Brody as and Justin said. Please, in the yeah. Again, follow us on all the social media platforms at Bangover Productions, and then you can follow me at Scott Allen One Three Three. That's Scott A L A N One Three Three. Allen, all my bands, all up and coming episodes on all different podcasts, all the things I got going on. So, and uh, hopefully see you guys at the show on Wednesday if you want to check oh, yeah. these. All check super these guys fans out. to you. 